Hello, and welcome, my friends, to the First Watch Podcast. My name is Chandler, and I will be your host. In this brief series, I will be discussing a handful of films and finding some of the deeper meanings hidden within, looking at humanity's undertones and messages. In today's episode, I will be dissecting my views onto opposite approaches to one very real problem. The films for this discussion are going to be Godfrey's Koyaanisqatsi and Bikewall's Piercers and Bertinsky's Anthropocene, The Human Epoch. Once again, I welcome you to our pilot episode, The Hunger of Humanity. For this discussion, there is no better place to begin than with Koyaanisqatsi. This film, to me, displays a harrowing narrative of humanity's consumption of the natural world. The film opens with a large explosion within what appears to be a power plant, before quickly shifting to a mostly untouched landscape. The film stays on this landscape for quite some time, and while its natural beauty is something to behold, the bellowing of the film's title throughout a majority makes the normally beautiful landscapes feel ominous, as if something, or someone, was waiting to strike on them. This fear later becomes a reality in the film, we begin to see humans appear and build upon this area. We witness rows and rows of power lines, all leading to what appears to be a power plant. Which, coincidentally enough, looks strikingly similar to what you can see destroyed at the beginning of the film. As the film progresses, though, we can see that humanity has expanded further and further and built a sort of civilization upon this land. Cities begin to be shown and built, these large marvels of engineering almost instill a sense of awe. They are almost too perfect as the film uses the reflection of the sun on them to showcase the reflective beauty humanity had created. This would be the case until the film shifts to many ruined or run-down buildings with people clearly still living there. We see people with little to no clothes or anything sitting within these empty husks of what once was. It's almost wasteful to see how humanity has just cast these areas aside in favor of industrialization in smaller places. The film contrasts this with the destruction of some of these very same buildings. It is a somber sight to see, knowing that some people use these as a temporary home. But the film kept drawing back to the skyscrapers, or the highways with people going about their business, or at the beach. People without a care in the world. Koyaanisqatsi shows what is in my mind humanity's absorption of the natural world. This empty, eerie feeling never truly leaves despite humanity forming society because of the visual aspects of nature that were lost throughout and replaced with these ideas of humanity, which draws me to our comparison, Anthropocene. On a seemingly lighter note on the surface than our previous film, Anthropocene sees an around-the-globe look at what we have done to our planet over the years. The film shows our impact on the planet and how we celebrate it. While it appears innocent enough on the surface, what we as humans did to the planet is truly a horrifying sight. The massive machines and factories that we created dig into the earth so that we can pry the resources with little care. 
A key example to, of this, to me, was with the marble mine near the beginning of the film. The crew of the film discusses with a worker at a marble mine, who tells some of his history working there, and he brings up how, back when he was younger, it was a much more difficult and a slower process to get the marble into a shippable state for the buyers. But now, it is a quick process, thanks to some innovations. These massive machines that can now dig even deeper and further than any worker ever could have alone. And this sort of rapid industrialization of the field has allowed for a far larger quantity to be mined out and shipped to the locations they need to be. It's sort of disheartening. It's almost wasteful to see all of this marble just sitting there and waiting in this big hole in the earth. And while for industrialization in the modern world, it is a good thing to have this convenience and safety to be a top priority in an extremely labor-intensive field where people are out there for hours to have these safety precautions, it feels as if too much resource has been consumed now due to the expansion of humanity and innovation. And by contrasting this with the Russian town in the film, we can see a different outlook they threw a celebration for their work at a mine in Russia's Ural Mountains, which is deserved in many aspects. These workers are mining potash, or potassium, day in and day out, and the film displays the sheer amount of moving parts in just one portion of this mine. The dangers of these industrialized jobs is nothing to scoff at. Yet the damage that is happening to the planet's resources is. This rapid industrialization is killing many aspects of humanity, even the community, with the person who did not want to sell their land to the new development coming in the film as a prime example. And we see the suburbs sort of built around them, trying to consume that area, make it join with it. And while this industrialization had worked in the past to push humanity forward, the steady decline of the Earth's resources is nothing to take lightly. Industrialization, due to its nature of mass production, will naturally lead to overconsumption. With overconsumption comes decay in the resources available, and this leads me to what these films have set together. And then, finally, these two films sort of, at least in my eyes, do share a similar rhetoric and an anti-humanist mindset. Now, anti-humanism is a critical look at humanism, which basically promotes humanity and the lifestyles we lead now. In, and it's sort of in the belief that the latter is unsustainable. I feel they go about displaying this concept in different ways, though. Diana Scotzi shows the marvel of nature, that it's seemingly no fault in it, and then showcases the marvels of humanity, with the graveyards and rows of empty buildings and forgotten citizens, as well as the destruction that we've caused. Anthropocene, similarly, shows some of humanity's marvels and celebrations, but deep down wants to show the horrors of what has happened to this planet, how we're digging into it. 
both films can show us how humanity is consuming the natural world, and this consumption may never truly cease. There will always be a need for these resources, but when there's a finite amount, is it really worth it? This reminds me of the Darker Mountain Manifesto, wherein an anti-human, human centralist message is displayed. The Dark Mountain Manifesto's third section, Uncivilization, speaks of this concept as showing that humanity often forgets that human centrality is a story and not a fact. It states that we became a lord of all our surveys in the third section and are unbound from the restrictions of these lesser beings. Human centrality is just the belief that we're at the center of everything. And I personally can't see that being the case, especially with how these films showcase it. In my opinion, humanity should not be at the center of everything, and we should remember that we are equally as part of nature as anything else. Any and everything in nature can serve a purpose, yet some of humanity can see ourselves as above it. This human centrality is a myth that must be dispelled if we are ever to continue sustaining our lifestyles. These films display that we are all equally a part of nature as anything else, and affect it even more than some of them. And while some may see it as natural for us to progress further due to humanity's intelligence over some of the other creatures in nature, it has led to a path of overconsumption for all. And with this overconsumption of resources comes a waste that cannot be ignored. The more humanity needs or uses the resources provided, the number of them will dwindle for all future generations. By deteriorating the planet, we're ruining it for those to come. And the sheer number of deforestations alone is saddening to see as a byproduct of this hunger as just one example of what we've done. Humanity, through the efforts of industrialization, has burned up mounds of the planet's resources to sustain the convenience of modernity. And while now we're starting to realize it, we should have realized it long ago. The decay is slowly becoming more and more apparent, and there has to be something that can be done. In conclusion, despite their differences, the two films, Koyaanisqatsi and Anthropocene, share a surprisingly similar narrative in my eyes. Koyaanisqatsi is a sort of hollowing showcase of humanity's consumption of nature, while Anthropocene is a more celebratory side with a haunting undertone within. The undertone is one of the overconsumption of humanity and how innovation has led to it. And we put ourselves at the center of all this, but this human centrality idea has caused a scourge on the Earth's natural resources. We could overcome these problems if we just took a step back to realize that we are not above anything else in the natural world. Everything needs these resources. We need to find ways to preserve them for generations to come. Everything serves a purpose, so why should we get a final say in what gets used, what doesn't get used? 
and we can save this planet and its resources as long as we are not alone in the center of it all. We must all work together to unite with nature. And once again, thank you for listening to this episode and joining me on this journey.